Welcome to the Christian Car Guy radio show, the talk show dedicated to helping Christians buy and sell cars by the book, not the blue book, not the orange book, but by God's book, the Bible. Call the Christian Car Guy with your questions, 1-866-34-TRUTH. That's 1-866-348-7884. What does being a Christian have to do with buying a car? You're about to find out. Here's your host, Robbie Dillmore. The battle rages across car lots all over this land. (laughs) Day in and day out, it's a battle over what's your best price. Many a wound has been dealt, many a casualty. So this morning on the Christian Christian Car Guys show, we want to hear about your battle. When did you go to a war with a car salesman? When did your daddy take you and show you how it's done? Call us today with your story. We'd love to hear it. 866-348-7884. We certainly have lines open, and we'd love to hear your story. 866-348-7884. But before we get to today's show, we still need to kind of finish up on last week. I know we have one caller we didn't get to, and we want to hear from them this morning. And an American soldier... Obviously, didn't get a chance to call in, but he posted something I have to share. I usually don't share a lot of th- from the website, but he, sh- he shared it at ChristianCarGuy.com, and what a post it was. So last week's question, that's not this week's question, last week's question. And if you got something from last week, by all means, call in and bless us, because la- last week's show was certainly a blessing for me. But the question last week was, when did Jesus have your back? When did Jesus have your back? So... What this Iraqi soldier said was, I wasn't first when I was in Iraq. I remember one particular time when the Lord let me know he had my back. I was driving in a convoy, and we were headed out of a small town by the Euphrates. That's, you know, biblical, Dan. I mean, that's where where our buddy Noah and, and several of them hung out. Anyway, well, as I came to the last turn in the main road, I heard God's small voice saying, slow down. This was unusual because if you slow down, you become more vulnerable. I heard it again. The small voice said, slow down. So I did. And no sooner than I did, I came to a complete stop. And the car on the right shoulder of the road blew up within five feet of where I'd landed. (laughs) It, It went up five feet from where I would have landed right if I was where I was supposed to be. But this, thank The Lord is not the only time I heard his voice because many different times I've had this happen. Jesus had my back, and really, I should have been dead five times over. I mean, wow. And that's why it is so critical that we pray for our troops, uh, that that they'll hear that still, small voice, because if there's a time you need to be sensitive, (laughs) oh, my word, what a story. But also, we have another caller on the line when Jesus had their back, and I wanted to get this done before we got into the battle thing this week. All right. Good morning. You're on the Christian Car Guy Show. Uh, It's Bob. I know it's Bob. Actually, the reason why I knew we were going to have him this morning, he's my stepfather, but he called in last week. We didn't get to this call, and after I heard what he was going to say, I knew you all needed to hear when Jesus had your back, Bob, so tell us. Yeah, that's pretty good. Uh, We were living in Albuquerque at the time, and it was early evening, turning dark, and I had some errand to run. I can't remember what that was. But anyway, I left my home heading north on uh, Palomas Drive. 
approaching uh, San Mateo Boulevard. Uh, and uh, as I was uh, approaching the intersection, I heard the voice. All it said was, turn here. Uh, well, I, I responded on the spur of the moment and made a left-hand turn into the parking lot in front of a bank, which was on the corner, and the parking lot covered the corner, really. As I came to a stop in the parking lot, I heard a loud crash. I looked at the uh, intersection, and there was a horrible accident that had taken place. I would have been right in the middle of that uh, mess if I hadn't responded to that still small voice. Yeah, you never know where it's coming from, Bob. And in that particular case, right, if it's, it's, as I heard the story last weekend, that somebody ran a red light. And, and that, that could have been you in the middle of that. Uh, that's right. And uh, praise the Lord, I, <laughs> I, I was saved from probably some harmful harm to not only my car but myself. That's so, uh, an awesome story, Bob. I, I just wanted to share that with our listeners, too. Thanks for calling in this morning. Oh, I so appreciate it. I'm glad I could tell it. Thanks, Robbie. Yeah, you never would have met my mom, and that you know it would have been. Yeah, but so much <laughs> good has happened because that still small voice, Bob. God bless you. Yeah, that's right. It was uh, a year or two after that, still in Albuquerque, that I, I met your mom. I was divorced, living alone, and uh, you know, kind of depressed. But uh, praise the Lord, we were put together and. On our now after thirty one years of of, of so good cool. solid marriage and having a wonderful family uh five uh, children on my side and four on mom's side and and nine of us all seem to get along good when we get together. We're so thankful for uh, uh, yeah, and I'm going to actually be there next week. I know not everybody is not all that interested in my family's <laughs> issues, but I'm on my way to the National Religious Broadcasters Convention, so I get to stop at my mom's in Tennessee uh, next wonderful. Saturday, Bob. i got to run, buddy. Thanks, okay. Bob. God bless you. We'll see you. Bye. All right. I know it's kind of confusing. That was last week's show, When Did Jesus Have Your Back? I, a lot of you didn't get a chance to get on the air because we had a lot of calls. So if you've got something with that, by all means, we would love to hear it this morning. But today's show, getting back to the actual topic at hand, because we have Dan Santarelli, our Christian Toyota guy, and often my sidekick. Here he is. <laughs> Here's <laughs> Danny. <laughs> Good morning, Robbie. How you doing this morning? Oh, it's so wonderful. Now, Dan is a car salesman, so when we're talking about the battle raging, here's the guy right here. you got to come head to him, head with him, and that's what we're talking about today. When did you come head-to-head in battle with that car salesman? So you call us today, 866-348-7884. Of course, this is a live show, so call with any question or concern that you might have. And as always, we have our appraisal by the Real Black Book, and that's where we search the Bible for hidden treasure, cry out for discernment, lift up our voice for understanding. And when there's battles, there's always wounds. And according to Jesus' quotation of Isaiah, part of his mission was to deal with these wounds. And so we're going to talk about that a little bit at the end of the show, and that's where we do our appraisal by the Real Black Book and again, we appreciate you listening to the Christian Car Guys show. We always don't. We, we talk about people not going into debt. We're going to help you today with that battle. 
for how do you get the best price? What about that battle? We got all kinds of tips and techniques, don't we, Dan? And oh, it, yes. You may be surprised. We would, I would agree, and I know Dan would agree with me, that it is a battle. But you may be surprised who the battle's against, and that's what we're going to talk about. <laughs> <laughs> so that's coming your way. But as always, we want to tell you that people need to stay out of debt. You know, you don't need to go into a tra- tremendous amount of debt with a car. And the reason why you don't is, guess what? If you take care of your car, you can save tons of money. It'll last as long as you do. Like my old red out there, which turned, I think I think it was two, excuse me, it was 324,000 miles it turned this week. So pretty exciting. And truth is, if you take care of your car, it'll last as long as you do. But in order for it to last, there's another thing that has to happen, Dan. You got to drive it safely, right? You can't be speeding. You got to wear your seatbelt, all that thing. Because guess what? There's everybody's life's at stake when you when you do that. Wear your seatbelt and don't speed. We always talk about that here on the Christian Car Guy Show. But as we mentioned, this is a live show. We have lines open. We would love to hear when your daddy took you to show you how it is that you take on these wily car salesmen like Dan over here. When how do I deal with this character? How do I negotiate? How do I learn how to do all this stuff? That's what we're going to be talking about today. And as always, there's a whole article on the subject, Battling for Best Price, right there at ChristianCarGuy.com, which it gets into what we're going to talk about today. So if you didn't get a chance to hear the whole show, you can go there and hear the whole battle. Because really, the battle is against spiritual forces. Just like it says in Ephesians 6, the battle is not against flesh and blood. The car salesman, the sales manager, the used car manager, the finance manager, the battle is against spiritual forces in high places and and evil that's up there. And there's the evil of greed and there's the evil of envy and there's all sorts of stuff going on. And there is a battle and I would not begin to say that there's not a battle. But we have a tendency to think that the battle's against that car salesman across the across from right dan would you agree with me oh i do definitely 100 percent. and the toughest question any car salesman can really face and dan you probably do this 10 times a day is what's your best price and that brings nightmares to car salesmen across the country we're going to talk about that line what that may mean the rest of how do you put on the full armor of god in this battle of getting the first price. So, best price, we're going to talk about all the pieces of armor, and you're not going to miss that. We want to hear your call about your battle. 866-34-TRUTH. It's a battlefield out there, folks. <laughs> it's a battle for the best price on a car. How do you go about doing that? How do you really do it biblically? That's the question. But maybe you've got a story you'd like to share. We would love to hear from you and your story, 866-348-7884. Maybe you have a tremendous strategy. Maybe you used to sell cars. You can chime in on this, 866-348-7884. But as we... um. As we started the show, I mentioned that the battle really, and, and, and I have to look at this through my life all the time, whether it's driving and, and facing road rage or many other things, the battle is not against flesh and blood. 
Uh, we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but we wrestle against these spiritual forces in high places. So with that in mind, when I, I, I wrote an article, and we're going to go through that today, on how do you put on the full armor of God from a standpoint of buying a car? So if you're going to do that, Dan, the first piece of armor you got to have is the belt of truth. Oh, my word. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> and as a car salesman, I know that's one you got to strap on hard every single day. But as a customer, you got to strap on the belt of truth. And let me explain why that is. So many customers, they read all this baloney about you don't want to tell the salesman you got to trade in. You want to save that for the end. You want to drop that bomb on him. Or... You don't want to tell them how much you've budgeted, how much you really want to pay a month, or you don't want to tell them or you're going to keep all these secrets essentially misleading them, which is, by the way, lying. Mm-hmm. Now, I used to be the general manager of Crown Honda Volvo in Chapel Hill, and for lack of a better word, we called them Chapel Hillians, and the Chapel Hillians had all read their book on how to buy a car, and so it was very common, especially Honda Chapel Hillians, and they had come in. And they always, we knew they were going to drop the trade after they'd negotiated. It was just like you knew it was going to happen. And I'm telling you, when you do that to a car salesman, it's like yelling at your waitress. He is going to spit in your eggs, I'm just saying. (laughs) (laughs) Because as soon as you tell a car salesman a bald-faced lie and he realizes it, then now rather than those spiritual forces in high places looking like the bad guy, you look like the bad guy. And since you look like the bad guy now, rather than my fight being against spiritual forces in high places, my fight is with you, and I'm going to throw up my armor. I am going to bring out my sword and realize that a car salesman does this 10, 12 times a day. You do it once every five years. He is going to slit your throat. (laughs) Now, I know you wouldn't do that, Dan, and I I understand, but when you get, you know, just somebody and you go out and you tell them game on, well, a game on, you know, that's what's going to happen. Well, when people come today, a lot of them, a lot of your people, are, they put up the shield uh, before they actually get there. Uh, you know, if you just come, we try and make it, I try and make it as easy as possible for you. If I have everything out on the table, if I have all the tools out, then I'm going to get you that best deal. That's that's just the way I do things. But you have to be honest when you come in, when you're going to try and do business. If somebody tells you, you know, here's my budget, here's what my trade-in is, here's what I'm wanting to do, here's my credit issues, if I have those, you know, and you they humbly ask for help, then that salesman comes to your aid. And this is why that's so important. A good salesman like Dan right? He is, the reason he's a salesman is he's influential. You need his influence because if he's on your side, he's going to help influence the sales manager to like you and want to give you a good deal. He's going to help sales manager. He's going to try to help influence the used car manager to like you and to give you a good deal. He's going to try to influence the finance manager to like you and get you a good interest rate. In other words, this can be a team sport. Like we were talking about road rage with Dr. Driving this buying a car can be a team sport, and all these people at the dealership are really good at this. When they decide to help somebody, believe me, they are good at it, aren't they, Dan? Yes. And yes. and 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 enlisting that, asking for help, and admitting that you don't know everything about buying a car is a pretty good, pretty good strategy. 
uh, again, there's more pieces to the armor than just the belt of truth. <laughs> but to begin with, if you strap on that belt of truth, both as a salesman and as a customer, and you're authentic, and you're telling people what you really need, and you're humble, then you get help, don't you, Dan? No, oh, most definitely. So again, if you're a car salesman out there, and I've hit a, maybe I've hit a chord on something else that you think, what? I would never tell a salesman what I actually am going to spend. It'll rip off all my money. 866-348-7884. Then, after you've stood firm with the belt of truth, guess what? You're supposed to put on the breastplate of righteousness. Now, this is a part of the armor is so critical in any battle because this one protects your heart, right? But getting it on has always been a, a tough one for me because my problem is I have no righteousness <laughs> on my own. I, I really need Christ to begin with to get any righteousness, and I believe this comes from a right relationship with God in all three parts. In other words, God the Father, God the Holy Spirit. I've got to have that relationship right before I have any of that righteousness stuff that's going to guard my heart, but it also comes from a right relationship with people. And this goes back to that whole team effort. Matthew 5.23 says, therefore, if you bring your gift to the altar and there, remember your brother has something against you, leave your gift before the altar and go on your way. First, be reconciled to your brother. So here's the deal. That right relationship with people is extremely uh, critical to the sales situation. And Keeping that right relationship with your salesman, keeping that right relationship with the dealership is a huge thing because guess what? After you buy the car, you may need these people, right, Dan? <laughs> oh, yeah. Y- you will need them. And and so you've got evil leaking, lur- lurking on every side, and you can give the devil a foothold if you don't try to keep that in mind, that right relationship, and you know that whole situation with everybody in the thing. Now, Here's something I almost hate to tell people, and Dan knows this and I know it, that when we trained car salesmen back in the day, you know, long before I was a Christian, one of the things I always told them, the newbies, I said, now, guys, you want to watch out for those three Ps. <laughs> You're going, what are the three Ps? Well, they are policemen, physicians, and preachers. <laughs> now, you may ask, Robbie, what you're and yes, you're, if you're a preacher or a policeman or a physician, by all means, call in and take me on. I can explain why we say that. Um, but as, and, and Dan's shaking his head because you knew it was coming. You knew who the three Ps are. <laughs> Everybody who's ever sold cars knows who the three Ps are and yeah. knows why. Now, that's when it comes to that right relationship because, unfortunately, and I've sold lots and lots and lots of pastors and preachers' cars. I can count on one hand with very few fingers the times that it was a pleasant experience. Um, and that's sad because if there's anybody who ought to have a testimony, right? And I'm not putting preachers down. I, I'm talking Christians in general, people in general. That's what, how important it is because if these people, you know, you're trading that car with that fish on the back and you just told the salesman six lies and you treated him like he, he was dog meat, you know, guess what? That You know, that's your testimony. We're talking... The breastplate of righteousness not only guards your heart, but it guards the heart of that salesman who may be looking for what's different about this particular customer. And we've got how to mend a broken heart coming up. And a lot more of this whole full armor of, of Ephesians 6 and how to buy a car coming up. Stay tuned. We want to hear from you, though. 866-34-TRUTH. How can you- 
The battle rages, and there's wounds that come as a result of all this, and we're going to get to that in our appraisal by the Real Black Book today, but it's it's to a great extent for a lot of folks, they think, oh, I'm going to have to go to war with those car salesmen, and today we're talking about that battle. What do we really battle? Evil forces in high places through Ephesians 6. What is the full armor, and how do you put it on when it comes to going and buying a car? That's what we're talking about today. Of course, we would love to hear from you, 866-348-7884. Now, here's an example. We talk, we were talking about the breastplate of righteousness, and what happens with a right relationship? Well, I'll never forget as long as I lived, Dan, when I was the sales manager of Pontiac's store in Raleigh, North Carolina, I got a call one time from a dad whose daughter was coming to NC State, and he said, Robbie... I'm going to pay full sticker for one of your little sunbirds out there for my daughter. Now, I know I don't have to pay full sticker, but I'm paying full sticker because that is my daughter out there at NC State, and I live in wherever he lived, in Massachusetts or somewhere, and I want you to take care of her, and I'm paying for it ahead of time. (laughs) Well, you may think, wow, this guy paid, oh, he must have paid thousands of dollars. Well, at that point in time, and you know this, Dan, the markup in a Sunbird was maybe $800 over invoice. So maybe the guy paid four or $500 more than the average person buying a Sunbird at that point in time. But the pure class of it, the pure, you know, and I'm not saying go tell somebody you're going to pay sticker, but what I am saying is you do realize that I was put in, in the man's slavery, so to speak, to make sure that his daughter, when she came in, she got first-class treatment. You better believe it in every way, shape, and form. You know what I'm saying? Have you ever had anything? I had that happen, too, on a Corvette deal one time in Colorado where, where, the, where a man was sending out his daughter to buy a Corvette, and my sales manager still probably to this day thinks Dilmore was lying, and I wasn't because I had the belt of truth on. <laughs> he says, you're not going to believe this, Dan, but he really did. He called, and he, the guy owned a chain of, of, of hotels in California, and he said, Robbie, I'm going to buy this car at Oversticker because that's what Corvettes brought in those days. But I want you to drive the car for a month before my daughter comes out there to make sure that the trip will be flawless. So you can imagine, <laughs> going into the sales manager, I said, uh, Chief, I've, I've got this deal. It's a good deal, but the owner wants me to drive the car for a month, and it's a Corvette, which at that point in time, these were crossfire, really hard to get Corvettes. And um, <laughs> can you imagine the look on the sales manager's face? Well, I'm just saying, when you give somebody that kind of grace, guess what? They give you great treatment. It, it, was that, has that been your experience, Dan? Yes. <laughs> It's this the, just happened just a couple of months ago. I had a customer come in, and he's looking at the new redesigned Toyota Yaris. And uh, he says, do you think it's possible I could buy one of these cars at Invoice? And I says, you know, and it was getting towards the end of the year. I says, most definitely. You know, so I went to the desk, and I asked him, and I says, can we sell this Yaris at Invoice? And they said, certainly. The markup in the Yaris is only $195. Right. So you think yeah. you're buying it at invoice is a, you know, yeah. you saved $195 one way or the other. But that's, you know, that's the situation with those cars. So, you you know, you work and work and work. But, yeah. you know, the bank in the meantime, they finance it for most people. And, you know, they're making $5,000 on yeah. the financing. Well, they, you know, they got to buy the money too. So yeah. I won't even get into all that. But nonetheless, a right relationship. And then here is a very misunderstood piece of armor in my estimation. In Ephesians 6.15, and with your feet fitted 
with a readiness that comes with the gospel of peace. Now, there's two aspects to shod feet, as it were, because, <laughs> you know, in the King James Version, it says shod your feet. So you've got to put on those gospel shoes. Now, what do those gospel shoes look like? Well, i got a great picture, by the way, at ChristianCarGuy.com, where you can also find out about Jesus' labor, love, and this whole article. But there's two aspects. One is it tells you four times in this part of Ephesians to stand firm. And if you look at the, the Roman shoes at the time, they had spikes. <laughs> so you could stand firm. You know, nothing like slipping backwards when, you're, when the charge is coming on. So standing firm is a big part of buying a car. Number one thing you've got to stand firm on is you've got to stand firm on what you want. If you want a blue one, get a blue one. If you want power door locks, get power door locks. If you, whatever, because right, Dan, if you don't get the car you like, there's no such thing as the best price. No. The, no. the best price is only on the car that you really, really want. So you do not, this is where you stand firm with those feet shod, you know, with those spikes in. you got to stand firm on the car that you want. You know what I tell every one of my customers when they come in and sit down in front of me? You know, they're they're concerned that they're not getting the best deal, but they're looking for this type of equipment and and other types of equipment. Get what you want. Tell me what you want, and then stand firm, and then I'll get you that price. Right. You, you get it in your budget after you get what yeah, you want because right. I can tell you the people that get killed in a car deal, they might have got a super price, but if they've got to trade it in six months because they don't like the car, oh, my word. Do you Can you say 50% depreciation? <laughs> not with a Toyota, but with most cars, 50% depreciation. Yeah, We're not talking about $2,000 off the curb. People don't even begin to understand the depreciation of a car yeah. when it goes over the curb. Ask the manufacturers. They can tell you. Yeah. It's 40 to 50%. And so you've got to get what you want. That's huge. But the other part of the, your feet fitted with the gospel of peace, not just the spikes in the bottom of them, but see what it says, the gospel of peace. Well, gospel means good news. And I wrote a whole article on this as well at ChristianCarGuy.com that in those days when they sent a messenger, they had a certain messenger they sent with the good news, and they had a messenger they sent with the bad news. Now, if your company... In your company, if somebody was going to send you with a good news message, would they send you or one of your cohorts? Are you the guy that's always frowning, always upset? Would that be the, are you the good news bringer? Are you the guy that's always looked like, oh, man, I'm glad he's coming because he's got good news. And if you read in, um, I think it's in 1 Samuel, no, it's in 2 Samuel, where David saw the people coming about his son Absalom. He said, oh, that's Ahithophel or whatever his name was. He is bringing good news because he could tell by the way he was running. So when you're standing firm, are you standing firm like you have good news? I'm going to buy this car if you get me this price. Or I'm standing firm like I got to get the car I want, but you don't do it like you've got bad news. You got to stand firm, but you got to stand firm with your feet fitted with the gospel, with good news of peace. That's what that piece of armor is all about. And, and, and patience is key, isn't it, Dan? Yeah. You know, here, here's another good point, too. Uh, when people come in, you know, take the people back, make them feel at home, get them something to drink, sit down and interview them. That makes them feel comfortable. If you know what they want right up front and they get comfortable with you, you find out about them, you find out about their family, they find out about you, then they're comfortable with you. Then you can get down to doing business. Right. So Ephesians six seventeen, take up the helmet of salvation and we, we've talked about the breastplate, which protected your heart, but the helmet, it protects your mind, right? Romans 12, 16, it instructs, 
Be of the same mind toward one another. Do not set your mind on high things, but associate with humble. Do not be wise in your own opinion, which I fall into that trap constantly. You can't you tell. (laughs) (laughs) But this is a team effort against evil, not your brother. And you must protect your mind with the overall thought that this is not a battle against the salesman, against the sales manager, right? You got to, and and this is in so many things in life, whether it's road rage or whatever, this is not a battle in your family. It's not a battle between you and them. It's a battle against spiritual forces in high places that, by the way, they're whispering. These people don't have the helmet of salvation on, so Satan's whispering in their ear, this guy's trying to take advantage of you. You, This is your chance to make $5,000, or they're whispering in their ear, whatever. So that helmet of salvation for you is to listen and trust, right, God's heart. Trust the other person's heart. That's, that's a big part of why you got to put on that helmet. It's, it's, it's huge because when you're listening to the wrong voice, you're headed for some severe wounds, which we're going to get to again when we mend a broken heart and are praised by the real black book. Then, of course, the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. And here's your offensive weapon, finally. It's Ephesians 6.17. And... there's nothing like arming yourself with the scriptures. Now, here's the deal. If you got a sword and it's in your scabbard or it's in the sheath, you know, it's not doing you a lot of good. So you need to have that scripture on your mind, in your hand, ready for the battle. Again, not the battle against a salesman, but the battle against your own mind that's going to be working towards greed and lust and all sorts of other things. And so, you know, what are those? And guess what? There's all kinds of proverbs that tell you how to stay out of debt. There's all kinds of of wisdom along those lines. And guess what? I've written a lot of those articles. If you're wondering what those are, you can go to christiancarguy.com, click on index, and you can see probably 20 articles I've written on this subject, all of them with scripture that you can use to apply Proverbs, you know, things that from the Sermon on the Mount and whatever that would apply to how to go into this transaction and to see, to have that sword in your hand ready for when you need it, not to battle against the salesman but to battle against those spiritual forces. They want to get you, don't they, Dan? They do. So we got our sword, and, 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 and then you know that, of course, one of the biggest offensive weapons we have comes there in Ephesians 18 when it tells you to pray, right? Pray, pray, pray. You know, that's in all manner, take up prayers. I mean, that's the last part of the armor, which a lot of people don't put in there, but ultimately... We've got to turn this thing to God, and he's the one who can really help us win. And when we win, when the the deal's right, when you agree, Dan, that it's good for the salesman, it's good for the house, but it's also great for the customer. Everybody in the transaction wins, and when the team wins, we win. But if the team, if I won and they lost, then the team didn't win. And if they won and I lost, then the team didn't win. And so it's, it's it's a team deal, and... You know, prayer is just a huge, huge part about this. We got Don in Holly Springs has got something for us. Don, you're on the Christian Car Guy Show. Good morning. Good morning. Actually, it's John, but that's okay. <laughs> you know, my my wife and I went down to a uh, Toyota dealership down on uh, Glenwood Avenue, and we went to the used car place. We ended up getting a Hyundai Santa Fe. Uh huh. Um, you know, they, it, it was an experience, but absolutely, we stood firm, and it came down between six hundred dollars uh, that I would have to eat or the dealership would have to eat. And it's like, you know, that six hundred dollars to me made a world of difference 
if it was going to be, um, you know, put into the payment. Sure. So, $10 you know, a had, month, $15 a month, sure. Absolutely. But, you know, we stood firm on that, and the um, salesman we had was just fantastic. But we got what we wanted, and by being, like you said, up front with them and, and standing firm, we actually got better financing through the dealership, and it happened to go back to our own bank that we dealt with versus the pre-approved that we already had. So there you go. You had those Roman spikes on. <laughs> and, I can t- and I can tell by the smile in your voice, actually, John, that, that you did that like you had good news. There's a way to stand firm with a smile on your face and, and, with, and, and with a good heart. You know, it was, it was a, a um, good experience. And, you know, I, I just uh, I was dreading going in. And, I mean, we spent uh, probably three and a half hours at least in that dealership. That is... it was all well worth it in the long run. And you're right. Just be up front with them. Let them know, you know, here's my little uh, clunker that's getting traded in. This is what I can afford. Do you know what the average time is now today to go in and purchase a vehicle? No. It, what you just said is the, that is the minimum. Well, is, this, was, this was getting close to closing time. Well, that always inspires. <laughs> yeah, this was, this because we went, and it was daylight when we went there. And actually, it worked out well because we were looking at a, um, a Toyota 4Runner, stuff like that, you know, the little SUV. And when we looked at those, um, and then we looked at that Santa Fe, and it happened to be getting dark. Everything on the Santa Fe lit up. The dash, you know, all your oh, instruments, yeah. everything else. But the older forerunners and stuff didn't. And, you know, I was thankful that it was getting dark. I said, huh, this is the one that we want, not that Toyota. That was a still small light. <laughs> yeah, it was. It literally. <laughs> it, it takes time. It takes time. Uh, when you go to a dealership today, and I want everybody to know this, uh, in order to get that good deal, when you when you come in today to a dealership, you really have to spend a minimum of three hours if you're really in the market to purchase a vehicle. By the time you test drive and, and uh, by the time, if it was me, I'd interview you to see what you're looking for. By the time you get in the finance department, the cleanup department, the, and we gas it up for you. It takes its minimum three yeah, hours. That, that's, but that's yeah. a great it, testimony, John. I appreciate you calling in so much. God bless you, brother. Not a problem, and you guys have a just fantastic day. You too. Thank you. You. Too. you can hear it in John's voice that he had gone in with that full armor. And, mm-hmm. and we, you know, this isn't just obviously hold to car situations. It may be something in your family, and you may have some wounds that you got to deal with based on this battle. So we're going to talk a little bit about that. We come back in our appraisal by The Real Black Book. We'd still love to hear your testimony. 866-348-7884. Well, you're going to want to hear this wound stuff. It's good. We're going to mend some hearts, I hope. Or Lord will, not me. God bless. Be right back.
There you go. Put on Christ, and that's ultimately how we can win this battle of the best price that rages. Again, we appreciate you listening. If you missed part of this show and you didn't say, well, Robbie, what about the belt of truth? You never mentioned it. Well, go to ChristianCarGuy.com, and there you can read about all the items of the armor we that we've talked about today. But as I mentioned, when you are in a battle, there's often wounds. And you may even wonder, you know, Robbie, I don't want to have anything to do with a car deal. I'd, that whole idea of negotiation, it bothers me. There might be some hidden wounds in your life. There might be a, something there that Jesus wants to help you heal. Because as I mentioned at the beginning of the show, that in Isaiah 61, which Jesus quoted, you know, when he came and they unrolled the scroll, is that he came to bind up the brokenhearted and set the captives free. Well, part of how he binds up your heart is he makes you aware that there's an unnatural fear. There's something going on. And the story I want to tell you, I got out of a book by John Eldridge called Waking the Dead. And this poor little, well, now older lady was losing her husband. He was leaving her because he couldn't deal with a stuffed animal. She had stuffed puppy dogs all over the house, covered the couch, covered the bedroom, you know, and then they were invading his office and everywhere they looked, they had stuffed puppies. Stuffed animals that were puppies, stuffed that animal keychains that was in their car everywhere you looked, and he couldn't take it anymore. And so she went to John Eldridge actually for counseling, and he said, "Well, tell me about your childhood. Did you have a, a stuffed puppy when you were a little girl?" She goes, "Oh yeah, I had one, Fluffy. He was my fa- he was amazing. You know, he had a place of honor on my bed, and you know that was a huge deal." And he says, "Well, what happened to Fluffy?" She goes, "Well, one day my dad came in in a rage." ripped Fluffy's head off, threw him in the trash. How old were you when that happened? I was five. Well, there's the situation. You see, our our little girl heart had no way to put on the belt of truth, the breastplate of righteousness, and guess what? The devil took a hard shot right at her heart, and there's that wound. And there might be something going on in your life today that you're wondering, why am I getting so angry? Why, you know, this is a great time to ask Jesus Show me the wound. You know, I know it's there, Lord. I I know that this isn't right. I know that I'm hurting inside, and only He can bind up your broken heart. But you gotta, you gotta work through that with Him. You gotta talk to Him. You gotta say, Lord, this. I'm not reacting to this email properly. I'm not reacting to this situation properly. This is really on my wrong side. (laughs) What What is up with my heart? And I can tell you, it's a process that is absolutely mind-changing and life-changing because guess what happened is the lady quit being obsessed with the little puppies her husband right and their marriage they all these things stand a chance but satan has that foothold and he loves to lay open your wounds he knows where they are he know where he put he knows where he put them and he's coming right after it and when you're feeling that you know guess what you got to spend that time alone with jesus i don't know when you set it out in your life when you set it aside but it's so so precious to sit down alone with Jesus and let's talk this thing over because something is not right. Let's get those. And that's why that last piece of armor, you see it says pray, pray. Well, that praying is just simply talking to God honestly, just like you talk to that salesman honestly with an open and authentic, I'm struggling here. And only then can he get in there and, and give you some healing. So I hope that our battle today (laughs) against spiritual forces in high places. One of those things I got to keep on my mind constantly as I get mad at people. You know, so many people in ministry say, you know, ministry would be so easy if it weren't for these people. 
Well, <laughs> guess what? Our battle is not, we're not wrestling against flesh and blood, but against spiritual forces in high places. Strap on that full armor this week. Thank you, Dan. Hey, thank you, Robbie. Our, I enjoyed it. Our Toyota guy here with Modern Toyota here in Winston-Salem, by all means, go out and ask him to help. Go to ChristianCarGuy.com. The labor love, free car repair labor for single moms and widows every day of the week. Now, just go there, fill out a form. It's right there at ChristianCarGuy.com. Remember, slow down. Jesus walked everywhere he went and got it all done in 33 years. Thank you for listening to The Christian Car Guy. <laughs>